with all the noise in the world? Do you hear the voice of God? Your calendar tells you what to do, but do you remember who you are? Being comes before doing. This is a call to put first things first. Return to the Lord with this daily pattern of prayer and devotion. Set aside this time as a sanctuary. Find a space free of distraction and follow this pattern. Welcome to The Daily Pattern. If you've been around at all, you know that we've taken a little bit of a break from production over the summer. We've been doing reruns in the summer season, but now it's fall and we're starting a new series with new content we're excited about. We're starting a series called Reopening the Bible. As everybody's talking about reopening in society, how do we reopen? When do we reopen? Uh, What does that look like? Business, school, travel, sports, workplaces. Uh, We want to ask, though, before we go back to normal, whatever that is, we want to ask, have we learned anything? Before we reopen again, um, are we doing it faithfully? We want to return to God's Word as the foundation for any reopening. And so in this Reopening the Bible series, we're going to look at uh, six key biblical events that have always defined God's people. Things like creation, covenant, the exodus, We want to look at these major texts in Scripture, and the meditations will follow those and comment on those, and we pray that you're blessed as you reopen God's Word and build your life around it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Creator of all things, hear my voice. For you have made it, you who live in heaven. Hear my prayer from earth. I am one person in one little town, in one little corner of your vast creation. Of all the people on the planet, hear me also. In Jesus' name, amen. Confession. O God, in the beginning, you made us good, even very good. I admit the many things in my life that are far from your good intent. I try to change, 
and then find myself in the same place once again. Lord, you know me. Have mercy. Make me right. Forgive my wickedness and bring me back to good again, as you intended from the beginning. Amen. Today is Monday. Today our word comes from Exodus chapter 14 verse 8. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh king of Egypt, and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. I'm Colleen Barnes reading a meditation today written by Megan Rogner. Why does God harden Pharaoh's heart again and again in Exodus? At first, Pharaoh's hardened heart allows God to multiply his signs and wonders, demonstrating his might to the Egyptians. But after the deaths of Egypt's firstborn, Pharaoh acknowledges God's power. He does this with a plea to Moses and Aaron to bless him as well. Why then does God harden Pharaoh's heart once again after the Israelites have had a taste of freedom? I guess the broader question is, why does it sometimes feel as though God gives his people trial after trial to endure? The Israelites, trapped between the water and all the king's horsemen and all the king's men, are terrified. In what will become a motif through their journey in the desert, they complain about Moses' leadership and do not trust God to provide for them. And I suppose that's the answer to my question. Through the conflicts the Israelites face, God is showing them time and time again that he will provide for them, no matter the odds. My sympathy for the Israelites' grumbling does not extend for the entirety of their journey. Why are these people never satisfied? For example, God gives them manna to ease their hunger in the desert, but they soon grow accustomed to that miracle and clamor for quail instead. It's not just the Israelites, of course. It's so easy for all of us to forget or take for granted what God has provided for us. It's easy to think of only our troubles and not our triumphs. A few weeks ago, I was full of anticipation for a fresh start after all of the COVID chaos in last year's school experience, both for me as a teacher and my children as students. Then, the Saturday before the first day, my oldest son got a positive COVID test. A positive test for my youngest followed on Wednesday. My daughter never tested positive, which meant that she had to quarantine for 20 days after my youngest positive test. I missed half of the first three weeks of school. My daughter missed the first two weeks of first grade. And on top of that, on the same day that my youngest was diagnosed, a drunk driver totaled my husband's parked car. I text my friends that evening saying, I think we've been cursed. Just like the Israelites, backs to the water, watching the chariot dust, I felt abandoned. But then, my administrators, my colleagues, and my students were so kind and understanding about my absences. My children's symptoms were mild enough that we never had to worry about their health. Friends and family reached out with food and gifts to ease our quarantine blues. 
Nobody was hurt when my husband's car was totaled. We were able to find a new vehicle, even though the pandemic has decreased inventory. Fifteen years ago, I used to be naive enough to actually offer everything happens for a reason as advice to people. More life experience and empathy has taught me that that's not always true. Sometimes bad stuff just happens because we live in a sinful world with hardened hearts. But I do think it's true that navigating the bad stuff gives us opportunities to rediscover God's gifts, to see that God provides, sometimes through miracles, and sometimes through the love we give one another. We pray. Dear Lord, thank you for always providing for us. Help us to see you at work, even when we are facing challenges. Amen. benediction. O the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways! For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen.